0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Youth Thought Sports Podcast. We've got a packed episode for you today. Uh, We're talking about college football, normal NFL football, NBA, and then we'll have a quick review of our previous bookets from previous episodes as well. Let's just dive right in. Um, Obviously, there's a lot going on right now. We've got the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, college football, F1. Uh, there's just so much to watch. Obviously, people can not choose everything. Let's start with you, Lucas. I'm just curious. What are you choosing to watch right now, and why?
1: Well, it might be what you call non-normal football, or college football, um, as you slipped up and said. <laughs> yeah, almost normal football. football. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, abnormal is the word I'm looking for. Um, I wouldn't say I slipped com- up. Well, you know. <laughs> anyway, I think college football, for me, um, one, because of who I am as a person, and college football is my favorite sport. And second, just because I think it's such an interesting year. Um, with the NFL, who's also starting back up, and which I've also been invested in, it feels like a normal year, except for the fact that there are no fans. For college football, it's just like there's so much sort of chaos and moving pieces going around that's it's just sort of intriguing to watch, not only the game itself, but just like, when's the Big Ten going to start? When's the Pac-12 going to start? Plus, I want to see like, how the committee and the rankings all play out with like teams maybe entering into different points. And also because I love Notre Dame. and just want to see how they do. So, college football is not my number one. Number two is NBA, just because I think it's getting to the end of the season. It's getting exciting. Game seven for the Nuggets and Clippers is tipping off as we speak. I want to see LeBron win another ring. And we're almost close to that. So, NBA, college football, that's what I'm watching right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think... Normally I would be watch. I did watch college football. Obviously, I watched Notre Dame, but um, it wasn't very interesting this first week. I didn't. I only watched. Just being honest, I only watched Notre Dame. <laughs> I actually did not watch any NBA either. I watched all NFL <laughs> on Sunday. Um, just because I think that I think NBA. I heard Colin Coward say this. NBA is like a great story league. But people don't actually watch the games that much. Like their ratings aren't really that high. No, I'm serious. It's serious. Where the NFL, like you actually want to watch the game. But the NBA has really good stories and great personalities. They don't.
3: They don't legally watch the games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. So they're not legally yeah, like, included. Yeah.
0: I saw stats somewhere that the first the Chiefs Texans game was the most viewed sports yeah. event since the Super Bowl. I think this year. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So yeah. I well, I I thought that that was the Tampa Bay Saints game was the most viewed. It year. might have been topped. Oh. Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, I, it got yeah, topped. Yeah,
3: yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Um, yeah but, maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah i know people are complaining about the nba's viewership for a while but that was because they were like they're playing games at like noon you know on a yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah it's gonna be yeah, yeah. So, like, i think the
1: nba's viewership thing. is now up higher than it has in yeah. a while yeah
3: i would think so this is yeah, yeah it's like a, g- a good playoffs yeah mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah. yeah yeah. which yeah. is why my answer is actually that i i was choosing nba uh okay. I, I think i only caught well, I caught a bit of a few NFL games, but I mainly wanted to watch the bikes and then the NBA playoffs were on Sunday. So I, I was sticking with that. I'm sorry, Jared. We'll have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I just think, like, the playoffs of any sport that I'm even somewhat interested in are more yeah. interesting than regular season. Like yeah. That's fair. Yeah. No, that's I'm
2: definitely interested in yeah. Heat Celtics more than I was in, like, uh, Heat Bucks, for example. But
0: Yeah, that's fair. I agree.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something that I was watching this weekend, well, I've been watching, yeah, a bunch of NFL, a bunch of NBA, I'm watching some MLB down the stretch play, I Watched the Mets flail, um, but <laughs> something this weekend was the U.S. Open Finals, for, for all y'all tennis fans out there, nice. um, but, it, but it was... Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting because well the, the women's final was very entertaining you got no naomi Osaka on her second us open title but uh i mean i to highlight the men's in particular because we finally got some new faces in the men's one we had dominic team and alexander zarev um who note their names are not federer nadal or Djokovic. um but yeah. anyway it was it was not kind of an entertaining final because by like they played to five sets the the favorite one down two sets oh um, and then they they played to a fifth set, a fifth set tiebreaker, and by the end both guys were an absolute mess. They were like struggling with cramps. <laughs> they were like hobbling around between points. Like Zaria <laughs> kept double faulting. Like people kept getting a match point and just choking. It was just they looked they looked awful. So <laughs> it's like maybe there's a reason why Federer is the top. And Djokovic are the, are the usual guys, <laughs> um, but, but still so points, points to Dominic team for, for pulling out the comeback victory after after going down two sets to nothing. Good for him. Is this his first major? Yep, this is the first nine of the the of the top big three guys in six years. I think winning a major, so wow. Yeah, yeah, it's been been a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I love Federer and Nadal, but uh, it, it's always fun to see new blood. Yeah, for sure. No, exactly.
3: Yeah. We're excited here at You Thought Media for for the future of tennis. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, let's move along then. Speaking of uh, those of you who chose to watch college football this weekend, um, our beloved Notre Dame had their first game of the season, um, winning against Duke. If you didn't know, Jared, let's start with you. What did you think of Notre Dame's opening performance this year?
2: It was obviously a mixed bag. There was a ton of rust, uh, and the offense took a, a while to to get warmed up. I think Ian Book was, was nervous. I think there was a lot of nerves there. He underthrew slash short-hopped a lot of his receivers, especially really early in the game. I think he kind of settled into the game and let it fly, which is why you saw him throw interceptions as well. But he let it fly a little bit. I don't think the game showed how good book can be this year though. I, I know I did worry about Brian Kelly's track record with a second year quarterback. A lot of times, especially with Deshaun Kaiser and Brandon Wimbush defenses, either figure like figure that quarterback <coughs> out and their second season is really bad. Um, it, it happened with Kaiser and Wimbush for sure. Ian books didn't have the same slump, which is why I think book will be is different, but I worry. I, I hope that defenses haven't figured him out. Um, <laughs> So we'll see about that. I was really happy with how Kyron Williams played. He, yeah. was, he was giving me strong Dexter Williams vibes, which I <laughs> really appreciate on this show. Um, I, I, re- I was really impressed with the secondary as well. It was really good to see Sean Crawford out there in his, I believe, fifth yeah. year. He always gets hurt. He, he probably will get hurt at some point this year too, to be honest. But it was really good to see him out there, and he was playing really well as well as Kyle Hamilton, obviously. And it looks like his ankle is going to be fine. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, all the usual suspects basically, basically pre- played pretty well. The one thing I wa- two things I was worried about. Our D line was a little sketchy. Uh, the defensive, or the Duke's offense got to the second level, like early and often, which I was a little worried about. So we'll see how that plays out. We don't have the big names on there like Jerry Tillery from a couple years ago, um, and Okwara. Um, I and we also need more production out of our wide receivers, and, and in terms of getting open i i'm worried yeah. about obviously we lost chase claypool our big guy i'm I'm definitely worried about that but we're getting brayden lindsey back pretty soon so we will see
3: yeah uh, yeah I, I was pretty worried just coming into the season with the the wide receiving core mm-hmm. given that we lost chase we lost Cole matt we lost chris fink in terms of you know targets yeah, for, for for book so like that's that's pretty significant so I, I think it makes sense that it might take a little while for the the new set of you know uh targets to kind of come in and you know figure it out so
2: yeah and and one thing too just real quick that's interesting about like losing commit is we also lost Mm -hmm. chip long and he was the tight ends coach Mm -hmm. so he loved to go to the tight ends a lot and so i wonder how how much are the titans going to feature in our offense going forward that's another question mark we'll see
1: yeah in many ways i feel like it felt like the same team that's played the last four years at this point (laughs) in which they win games like they find ways like out wins but it's never done in what feels like an overly impressive fashion, like you might have a couple guys who have standout performances, like Kyron Williams this weekend, looked yeah. incredible. I think he's has the potential to be one of the best running backs they've had come out in a while. Um, I thought, like Jared said, the defense was good, um, and I think once the wide receiver class sort of settles in, Lindsay comes back. I think there's like potential for speed there, mm-hmm. and but I don't know. It just it, it doesn't feel like they ever are making that leap. Like, they're never convincingly beating teams they should be. And they always manage to stay close in games, whether they should or not, in, like, both directions. Like, I feel like Notre Dame rarely, if ever, plays in blowout games. Like, I guess last year when the loss to Michigan, the playoff loss to Clemson a few years back. And I think that speaks to both Brian Kelly's strengths and weaknesses as a coach in that he he, like, has them do a good job of treating every opponent sort of the same. And that helps because they play up in big games, even if they sometimes fall short. But it doesn't really pay off, I feel like, in these games against like Duke where they muddled to a 27-13 victory. Book is a mixed bag. I don't know. It just doesn't feel convincing. And like they're ever really going to make the next step. Yeah. That being said, I think they were also sort of held back by their offensive play calling. I don't think Tom Reese, as we're calling him now, was particularly <laughs> impressive as a play caller, especially in the first couple quarters, which is like, First down run, second down run in a third and long situation. And sometimes Book would make the play, and sometimes it wasn't. And it just felt predictable. He mixed it up a little bit in the second half, and that's when they sort of pulled away. But I didn't think there was anything to really keep the defense off balance. It was a very predictable sort of string of plays. And they would occasionally bust a big one, especially with Kyron Williams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I, I agree I... that this. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, go ahead, Jared. No, you go. Oh. I was gonna say okay I, I I do agree that this kind of reinforces the stereotype where we we tend to like play down or up to opponents right you would have liked to see us win by more but I also think like Jared mentioned earlier the whole thing about how this this was the first game and there was a ton of rust I mean there was no spring yeah. training this year right these guys haven't played since winter of last year I I think that can be a, like that can be the reasoning for a lot of the issues that we saw um, yeah I, and I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna allude back to that when talking about the NFL as well but yeah I just think like for the first half the team looked pretty miserable but then like even mm-hmm. by the second half they had picked it up and looked a lot better i i do think that mm-hmm. you you like we need to be careful not to overreact um and and kind of wait a couple more weeks yeah. i think before drawing conclusions about like whether book is going to be yeah. d- just decent this year so right. on and so forth
3: yeah what's yeah and lucas you kind of alluded to this but what's kind of frustrating is that it'll be hard to like measure how good this team is until like the end of the season because the, the yeah. hardest games are in November they're playing Clemson in November they're playing UNC in November I think those are their toughest games um so and that doesn't mean they're not gonna have trouble with games in the next couple months like I, the Notre Dame I know will uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be hard to like gauge them against like a, a seriously good team until we get to probably the Clemson game I mean Pitt looks pretty good I think they're playing them in October um hmm. but that's that's about it so we, we have a little bit of waiting to do
2: yeah and i think in terms of asking can notre dame beat clemson i don't think clemson looked that unstoppable like everybody was like mm. their defense for sure was stout and but so was ours i mean it was we we both let up 13 points granted clemson's all came in the fourth quarter all but three i think mm. but i think like you said bart with the rust it's going to favor defenses i think because you you know your job is simpler in in some ways yeah. and um I, so I'm not yeah I'm exactly I'm not gonna say that we're already that Clemson is already like en route to an ACC championship parade like everybody else is saying yes. we, I, we just haven't seen enough
1: yeah no I agree and I think I still have Clemson as a slight favorite to win the ACC over the field but I don't okay. think Notre Dame is completely out of the running either like I think they're a good enough football team that on their day they could stay close and beat Clemson. But I wasn't also convinced after watching that Duke game that, like, wow, like, I definitely think they're going to win the ACC either. It just, it didn't really, I feel like, alter my opinion of how the season would turn out.
2: Mm. I think we'll gain momentum, (laughs) for sure. Like, I think we did our year 2018, we we gained a ton of momentum. We started off, like, kind of shaky against Michigan, then we keep going on, crush Stanford that year, you know what I mean? I think... I think we'll see if we gain some momentum or not, and that'll be a good indicator, but yeah.
0: All right, well, uh, let's move on now to, uh, as I said earlier, the normal football, uh, the <laughs> National Football League had their first week of action this season, um, highly uh, anticipated return of that sport. So let's just go through, there's obviously quite a bit to talk about. Let's start with you, Wyatt. Um, of all the games and all the happenings that happened in week one, what were some of your big takeaways?
4: Well, it was good to have football back finally, to be able to to (laughs) sit down on a Sunday morning and watch some football. Uh, I thought that one takeaway that I had, and Jared and I talked about this, is that between Fox, I think NBC and ESPN, Fox definitely did the best job with the no crowd noise. I thought that some of them were a little weird and inconsistent, but it wasn't jarring for me. (laughs) Um, But Mm -hmm. as far as everything else on the field, I thought the rookies from this class were as good as advertised. I thought Chase Young was a monster in his first performance against the Eagles. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, of course, was electric Was a running back, and he, he absolutely deserved to be the first running back. I was a little skeptical when he got drafted. <laughs> he absolutely deserved to be the first running back off the board. J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State guy, big fan of him. That Ravens offense looks great. A surprising missed amount of kicks. I thought that – Yeah. There were a lot of kickers, especially in the Titans game where the guy missed three of them, Uh, but a lot of kickers were clunking them like in the Cowboys game, (laughs) clunking them off the uprights, missing just straight up. I don't know if that had anything to do with the fans, but it just felt like every game at least one or two missed kicks. Russell Wilson's an MVP this year, and after watching Monday Night Football, I'm still a hopeful Giant fan. Um, We were (laughs) defeated, but I'm not discouraged. I thought that Daniel Jones looked all right. Saquon Barkley, of course, has to be more involved. Um, but considering for me for having a, hiring a guy named like Joe Judge, who I have, no, I have no idea what he brings to the table. I think, honestly, Jason Garrett's the head coach of that team. And <laughs> Judge is also just kind of like the culture guy. Um, but I thought that it was all right. And I think that you can kind of build on it. We didn't look great, and we're not a Super Bowl team. But um, if I were to think of another Super Bowl I say that air quote Super Bowl team, the Cowboys versus the Rams. I love the Cowboys <laughs> oh under the new goodness. head coach were just as mediocre as they have ever been in the past. I, I yep. was not impressed with anything that the Cowboys did. Zeke is and always will be the savior of that team, and quarterback Dak Prescott and wide receiver Amari Cooper <laughs> are being paid high-end money and not producing high-end results. There what? is no reason why Dak Prescott <laughs> and the Cowboys should score only three points in the second half and mm-hmm. lose to a team – The Rams are still, I would say now, they're still a playoff team, but they were not the same Super Bowl team they were a couple years ago. And if you look at the high-end talent that the Rams have versus the high-end talent that the Cowboys have, the Rams' high-end talent produced and the Cowboys did not. And unfortunately, the Cowboys are not talented enough to have a quarterback like Dak Prescott not have a game of his life every single week because he's not going to do that. He's an average quarterback (laughs) on an average team in an average city. Jared, <laughs> Wait,
1: How can you?
2: How can you? how can you like in your right mind say the Cowboys aren't talented? They might not have got it, brought it together as a team, but you can't say they're not talented. Because they cuz am I the only
4: person who sees the mediocrity in the Cowboys because they I mean the head coach McCarthy didn't call a great game. No. Dak Prescott first game. is a, is a top 15 somewhere in the 15 maybe 17 quarterback <laughs> in the league. Zeke is great. I love Zeke. A huge Zeke guy. I think that he was he was doing great he was out he there. Cuz he went to a high yeah, state. For, yeah, Exactly. Fucker. But no, he was he was he was great out there. Cooper I don't know if he's worthy of 20 you, million dollars per year. Are you serious, Wyatt? Come on. And that on. defense just again, they have high end talent that just doesn't perform on a, on a regular basis.
2: We need to Wyatt, we need to put this in context and not and just calm down on Cowboys panic because they lost one game. There's mm-hmm. no o- new head coach, no OTAs, no preseason. Do you think like the new head coaches were one in four? Ron Rivera was the only coach that won, like, and in quite inexplic- inexplicably, I would say. Like, I'm I'm not putting, I'm not like pressing the panic button because Mike McCarthy didn't have an offseason to get his team together. Dude, between they have plenty all of talent. the other new head Dak coaches, Dak held out. Yeah. How many had how many so, head coaching experience? What's that Mike with? McCarthy,
4: my, uh, out of all the new head coaches, how many have had previous head coaching experience outside of Ron Rivera?
2: McCarthy and Rivera. It's McCarthy and Rivera.
4: Right. And, Maca- and Rivera won, and McCarthy, who has won a Super Bowl, oh my gosh. didn't do well. And I, I'm but not going to hold mean, it against... Doesn't I'm mean not going to hold it against cause Joe cause Judge and one, Matt Rule for the week for 1 game. Right?
2: game. <laughs> yes, you, it's, you, it, but, it, but it does, it's the same old thing.
4: It's the same old thing as always. For the Cowboys and McCarthy, it's the same thing. I can't be excited about the Cowboys in their future and their being a Super Bowl team if they do the same thing they did last year which they missed the playoffs by the way
2: yeah but they're uh-huh. they're they're fine they have so much talent I was ri- I was fine with how CeeDee Lamb Michael Gallup, and Mario Cooper yeah. all, they all played obviously like you said Zeke carried the offense this time <laughs> I mean I'm a big Dak guy but I can be critical of him he does need to convert more often but he he had a higher passer rating in K.B.R. than Goff like it wasn't like Goff was playing out of his mind Alden Smith on the D-line good pickup he's playing well too yeah. obviously we had two starters go down but i'm i'm not pressing the panic button dude this team's pretty talented still yeah. and the yeah. nfc and the nfc east is terrible
3: yeah 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 i, I agree with jared it's, it's not time to panic also on the the closing drive for the cowboys there was a lot of just weird play calling they were calling like a yeah. lot of like short passes when they need to be going down the field quick they obviously had the, the one long go that had the uh <laughs> offensive pass interference yeah um, <laughs> yeah but like I, I mean the cowboys that's they're a coin flip away from winning that game like that call doesn't happen you're at least an ot and yeah. you know and mccarthy obviously had the kind of questionable call with going for it on fourth like there were a lot of kind of chance plays but the cowboys were in that game and honestly i thought played fairly well for most of it i thought it was like on both sides i thought it was a pretty impressive game
2: yeah, yeah like they got and then, they go ahead lucas
1: and I know we're talking a lot about the Cowboys, too, and they're the focal point of this debate, but the Rams also played yeah, very well, too. They did. And I think mm-hmm. the way their defense has been revamped this year is really impressive. I mean, it's only been one game, so... Yeah. Yeah, how much can it be? But they got rid of Wade Phillips, right, who was, like, yeah. an impressive experienced defensive coordinator in the league who had taken them to a Super Bowl and brought in Brandon Staley, who was relatively unproven, and they held that offense, which, while I don't think it's cohesive yet, I will agree with Jared is talented, to only three yeah. points after halftime. Sure, like I think are the
4: Browns, the Browns, yeah. are talented.
1: Agreed, agreed. Yeah, but, but you know, what's what's I, wrong
0: with being talented and underperforming for one week? Why? Because they do, yeah, it, exactly. they do it. They do eight weeks a year, and they go eight and eight every single time. That's why. Because they're an
2: average team. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh. Maybe, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. You really go expand. ahead, Lucas. Yeah, you got. I don't know. You got. To no, me. I didn't. I didn't have anything
1: else to say. Just that, I, <laughs> just that. I think the Rams, like as much as it might have been the Cowboys underperforming, I also think it might have been the Rams just playing yeah. well and being yeah. a more cohesive, experienced team under a head coach with an established system, even if the defense was altered under a new coordinator. Yeah. So I think it might have been more so a co- like a battle of like a cohesive mindset, game plan, and strategy, and understanding a system. Versus like the Rams are that much better of a team than the Cowboys because yeah. I agree I don't think it's time to panic on the Cowboys end either after losing to a team that made the Super Bowl two years ago and has talent all around.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like of the games I watched this weekend, it felt like the most like playoff like it felt in terms of team quality.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm.
3: so I, yeah I'm I'm high on the Rams I'm and honestly on, on the flip on the side
4: I think the Rams did do really well I was really impressed I think everyone was kind of. I think going into this offseason, people were kind of talking about whether Sean McVay had been figured out or he was just kind of like yeah. this this like one-hit, one-deer kind of quarterback. I th- he definitely really stepped it up. Um, play calling-wise, they're really quick. Uh, Malcolm Brown kind of had his way uh, in the run games. He was doing really well. I think although you pay Jared Goff, you know, like hundred and what thirty million million a year. Or not a year, but uh, give him a $130 <laughs> million dollar contract. Yeah. And I think it's okay if they kind of use him as a game manager, um, but I was impressed with the Rams mm-hmm. and only the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think
2: that the Cowboys settled into the game well as well. Like they got popped in the mouth first first drive. They did not know the defense did not know what hit them. The Cowboys defense, and I they settled in really well to the game. So I I, I think there's a lot of good positives. We'll see.
0: So I, I yeah, I, I'm not ready to say that Sean McVay hasn't been figured out because yep. like, 20, <laughs> po- 20 points isn't a lot, and like, yeah, like his main like genius characteristic was that he made um, Jared uh, Jared Goff just like a fantastic, and he really didn't mm-hmm. in this game. So I'm also not convinced on that. But I guess, like I've been saying, it's one week. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Lucas, did you have any thoughts about any uh, particular favorite team of yours?
1: i do uh for those of you who haven't known uh i'm a philadelphia eagles fan and they blew a 17 nothing lead this weekend and i think it exposed how maybe overrated is the right word carson wentz's um yes i think coming i think this game exposed (laughs) a lot of weaknesses both for him and for the eagles so some of it is out of his control like there are a lot of injuries, especially on the O-line, and he was put under pressure all the time. And they had injuries mm-hmm. all around, just like they did last year. That said, some of the decision-making is on him. Like, there were multiple times where he was facing pressure and tried to, like, make plays out of it where there was clearly nothing. Like, he should have just thrown the ball away. And that was especially on display when they were up 17 nothing late in the second quarter. There's no reason to take any big risks. He throws a pick. Washington takes it. Goes and scores a touchdown right before half. And then the game is... Like, back on. And I think his decision-making and athleticism have both been sort of suspect since that 2017 season. Like, he has Mm -hmm. some flashes of brilliance um, late last year when he sort of put the team on his back, dragged them into the playoffs, um, only to get injured again and lose to the Seahawks in the playoffs. But Mm -hmm. I think I read a really good article from local sports radio in Philadelphia that Mm -hmm. he's an above-average quarterback. Who can who has flashes of being elite, but also flashes of being terrible. And so he'll never reach that elite <laughs> level because they'll always sort of balance each other out. And you you saw both in this game, in which that first quarter and then the first three quarters of the second quarter, he played like an elite <laughs> quarterback and then <laughs> <and> he <then>, has <yes, laughs> <laughs> some five D chess out there. Okay. But like he um But then after he threw that first pick, he was horrendous. Like he just he was awful at decision making. Mm -hmm. He ever every time he was under pressure he tried to make a play out of it. And he just after that injury, I don't think it's been athletic as he was during that twenty seventeen season. And while he was really impressive during that twenty seventeen season, I think people are still basing their impressions of him off that. And people forget he also didn't lead them to the Super Bowl that year. Like he took them on one nine game win streak in the middle of the season. That got them a but he would play have us.
4: one Little Night streak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, mean,
1: you know. yes, I mean, the 2017 season, he was unquestionably great for almost all of the season. But since then, it's been like streaks of that and flashes of it. But I just don't know if... I think a better comparison for him, and I've seen this on Twitter and articles too, he'll never be an Aaron Rodgers or Brady or a Mahomes or anyone like that, like I think mm. Eagles fans want him to be. His like, best comparison is probably Matt Ryan, in which he can be good enough on his best day to probably take you to win games, but probably not much further than that. Like You can't expect him to carry a team week in and week out, and I think that was really on display this past weekend.
2: Yeah. I don't agree at all with any of that, to be honest. Actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, why? Wentz, okay, well, last year Carson Wentz was the only quarterback to throw a touchdown in all 16 games last year. I mean, he has 9 97 touchdown passes in his first four seasons. Is top 10? Is ninth of all QBs ever? Like he, I, I I can see in a game he shows flash. He might show the flashes of brilliance, and then his, and then his floor might be really low. But like over the season, he's not inconsistent. He's pretty consistent. He doesn't throw many picks either. It was pretty uncharacteristic of him to throw two picks. Something that he does do a lot. He's had fewer than lot. seven interceptions
3: yeah. in three straight seasons. Yeah, but apparently he has 19 fumbles in those last 17 games, which is atrocious. Yeah, which kind of cancels all of that out. Yeah. And that's something
1: I forgot to mention too. He doesn't take good control of the ball or good care of the ball. And I also think that, like, while it's impressive to throw a touchdown in every game, like, the Eagles were not good. Like, it didn't elevate the performance <laughs> of the Eagles for no, him. He, to was, be that he was
2: stripped of talent last year yeah i mean
1: uh, come that, on that, yeah, that's fine. yes but that being like, said, there's only like if you're an elite quarterback like think of like the wide receivers brady had at points in his career think of the <laughs> weapons around him he had brady didn't <laughs> limp to like nine or lack thereof yeah and yeah. so he didn't limp to like eight and eight nine and seven seasons into the playoffs and go out in the first round
2: well, he also had a top five defense in the league.
1: I don't know. You know <laughs> the Eagles have, know. Doesn't have that. No, but the Eagles have put in, especially over the last four years or so, consistently good defensive performances, and it's only really come to fruition one season. And the other season in the last four years where they've gone the farthest, Carson Wentz also wasn't at quarterback. So like I I just don't think he he can come up big consistently enough. Like, he might be consistent across a season, but I don't think he has consistently high enough points to ever bring them to the promised land. You know? All right, like, but I one just, thing
0: nobody has mentioned yet. His offensive line this week did him no favors. That's I mean, fair okay. as well. No, Likewise, L- Lucas did mention that. He did. Oh, he did? Eight sacks. Yeah, he said that is the eight sacks. He
2: said he's getting hit. All he said he's getting hit. Yeah, he yeah, got he freaking roast.
0: Sacks. I mean, I know the the two interceptions were like a carbon copy of one another, which is really yeah. concerning. I agree, he was trying mm. to do it too much, but like when you're getting pressured all day long, I don't think you can yeah. take this game and extrapolate Sorry. out to the whole like what we'll see for the whole season. Unless his offensive line is going to be trashed the whole season, then maybe. But that's also mm. still not like really his fault. I mean, I don't know. Mm. As a Vikes fan, I know plenty about like bad <laughs> offensive line play and how that affects your QB. I think I think it might be a little bit unfair. He looked really good at first. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he has the potential to have good highs. I just don't like his offense. Well, maybe if was he just, just
0: got proper protection for the whole game. He would have looked good the whole game. Is yeah. what I'm saying. It's hard to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just saying, Lucas. Last year, the Patriots, the Patriots defense, uh, only allowed two twenty-five. The Eagles allowed three fifty-four, three hundred fifty-four points. Like. He doesn't have the same help that. No, I mean on the opposite side of the ball.
1: To compare anyone to the Patriots is an unfair comparison. Like it was just the first example that popped into my mind. He has had consistently good teams around him, aside from like the last eight weeks of last year when everybody got injured. In which case, he was impressive for the last four games, but I don't think overly impressive outside of that. Like he has mm-hmm. streaks where he's an elite talent, but he doesn't sustain that level of eliteness, even if he can be consistently good. Like, I don't think throwing a touchdown every game is elite. I think that's consistently good. He was good. the only
2: guy that did it.
1: Okay, but like, what would <laughs> you know. rather? Jared, <laughs> Jared has rather? like a random <laughs> stat for everything. <laughs> yeah, he <the>, <laughs> just, rest but, not random. I mean,
0: Paul has missed not, a few games, right? Drew Brees missed a few games. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I mean, think that's like a good measure
1: of yeah, like... Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's just like a talent. stat that's
4: like I don't, I don't know oh where gosh. to go with
1: that. Like, someone could throw four touchdowns in 15 of 16 games and then like just have one bad game. And they would not have thrown a touchdown in sixteen <laughs> right. consecutive games, but I'd rather that guy. Uh, yeah, you
0: also—it's hard to say how much of that Jared is like uh, just a result of him often playing from behind. You know, garbage time passing touchdowns are, mm, that's are a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, though, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to rant about the Vikes. <laughs> Go ahead. Cool. Um, the floor is yours. <laughs> so this, this is just, uh, it's, it's, it's a common feeling, you know, watching a Blake's game just being like, I want to turn this off because it's so horrendous and just not pleasant to watch. Um, I am tempted, I'm not ready yet, but I am tempted to forgive, or I'm sorry, to apologize for my Aaron Rodgers take. <laughs> I, I knew it. I, was, All I right. didn't bring that up. No, no, no. You, you one. <laughs> the reason I say, yeah, that's exactly it. The reason I say I'm not quite ready yet is because I think this is going to be a theme for the Vikes for the whole season, or at least for like the first half of it. This Vikes secondary is going to be trash. The corners are so young. There was no preseason. Their their best cornerback right now, I think who people would consider the best cornerback, holton Hill, was getting roasted by Devonta Am. I mean, I know Devonta <laughs> Adams is really good. Yeah. But still, nobody could keep up with with him. The Packers just made the Vikings' defense look awful, and I think it's because it, people are so young and they didn't have time to prepare. So it might get better, but at the same time, I'm not ready to say that Aaron Rodgers was just like elite because that's how he is. There were so many open receivers everywhere. It was concerning. There was no pass rush. I mean, offensively, the Vikings looked okay, which is good. But again, like I mentioned earlier, with garbage time. Uh, a lot of it came in the fourth quarter when the game was pretty much out of hand already. I um, mean, mm-hmm. like... Adam Thielen is, like, PFF's number one rated receiver after week one, I think. But on the other hand, Aaron Rodgers is their number one rated QB. So, like, if every game like this, the defense just, like misses out on the game entirely basically then it's not going to be like, <laughs> like we might we might go like four and four and twelve this year i'm, I'm just going to say it. it's concerning so the vikings but, might go four and twelve this year dude you want to book this up. defense no i'm not booking that <laughs> but this defense inspires nothing no confidence in me. i mean it's okay. it's weird too because like harrison smith and anthony harris are back eric kendricks and anthony Barr are back obviously daniel hunter missed this game but we have nagakwe now and it still was just, like, it was a catastrophe. I mean, to give up 40, what, three points, <laughs> yeah. I think? Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's just like, and Mike Zimmer is supposed to be like a defensive mastermind, I say. So, he just couldn't, he had all offseason to prepare. Oh, my God. So it's a yeah. little concerning. Yeah, I don't, uh, and like, I, looking at their next, I don't know, five or six games or so, they play consistently, like, decent to above average teams. So I'm a little bit worried that they're going to start the season off really poorly, and then it's just going to, Spiral out of control We'll see But Yeah It's
2: fair I do think you bring up Like a lot of good points About Their defense being On the field too much I read that they, Their time of possession Was their worst In franchise history This game so they didn't, it, But even then They scored 30 What 34 Was it
0: Yeah but Yeah I mean but in so the, in That's the first not half, That's like encouraging egregious. On the offense Yeah I think they, they got outpossessed In the first half Like 4-1 I think Or something like that wow. It's just ridiculous wow. Yeah Yeah, I mean it is it is good news for the offense that they were still able to score, but yeah, doesn't bode well. Aaron
4: Rodgers is playing with a chip on his shoulder this year
2: after yeah. I've done that that in my notes as well. Yeah, yeah, but uh,
0: angry. No, he made some really good throws. I'll give him that, like some (laughs) tight windows. But he also had so many wide open receivers that I'm not ready to say that it was like yeah a truly inspired Aaron Rodgers performance. (laughs) 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 So. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's wrap this up, Wyatt. What were your thoughts on the Texans-Chiefs battle?
4: This is going to sound probably just as bad as my take on the Cowboys. I think (laughs) Bill O'Brien needs to lose his job before the year ends. I think that there's no reason why he should be the coach of that team. I think there's no reason why he should be the GM of that team. Trading away DeAndre Hopkins is probably one of the worst mistakes I've ever seen any GM make after watching him go off against a great 49ers defense. Um, DeAndre Hopkins looked really jittery. I think he might have a little bit too much hero ball on him, and he wants to do like the cool Michael Jordan playmaking thing that that he talked about really early on into his career. But I think that he just is maybe trying to do too much and sometimes is trying to do a little too much hero ball and he won't throw it away or take an unnecessary sack or hold on to the ball for too long. Um, The Chiefs, on the other hand, who got paid from Travis Kelsey to Chris Jones to Patrick Mahomes – uh, came out with a chip on their shoulder, much like Aaron Rodgers did. And it, it feels like that they're definitely destined to be repeat as a Super Bowl champion. And I think it hasn't been done since like 1970 or somewhere around 1970. But I think they look just as good. Uh, I think Mahomes looks better than where he did, was last year. Again, I talked about Clyde Edwards Alaire being worthy of the first running back off the board. 100%. I'm going to double down on that and say that he's. Uh, he, he's definitely the rest, best running back in that class as of right now. Um, he was incredible. With a solid running back like they had Kareem Hunt and Damian Williams last year was mm-hmm. a solid running back. They're kind of a really, really hard team to beat, especially when you have some of the greatest players in the league all in one team, including the greatest coach. Yeah.
1: With the yes. best face mask of any coaches. With the greatest coach. Which <laughs> apparently
4: is funny. John Harbaugh apparently saw... Uh, Andy Reid's face mask and opted out of doing the shield because of how foggy it got. So like, nope. A true pioneer Andy Reid is.
0: Yeah, I, I saw the NFL apparently sent out a memo about the face masks that coaches were using and I am curious slash suspicious that uh, Andy Reid's mechanism was like kind of uh, a reason for that. Yeah, I, I heard the that memo. Sean McVay the memo was about, Yeah, it was about yeah, Sean <laughs> because he wasn't wearing, <laughs> oh, wearing masks yeah, so. oh, all the whole time. He was just running yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, well that's... Weird. No, but yeah, I mean Andy Reid coaching, scheming up the offensive plays. Like Tyree Kill got a touchdown, Kelsey got a touchdown, Clyde edwards Hillary obviously had two, and then
1: Clyde uh, edwards Sammy could have had, had four. One. Their offense yeah, was just so,
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. People said it at the draft, and they're saying it again now. It's a hack that they managed oh, to no. draft him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, the, Texan,
2: yeah. The, the Texans were crazy sloppy though. They dropped so many passes. Mm-hmm. It would. It did not look good on their end.
1: Yeah, but I'm also with you though that like I don't think Bill O'Brien should have his job beyond halfway point in this year. Like that experiment. I mean, I, mean, I know it's one game, and we're making lots of hot takes after one game this season. But he like it. It is their team hasn't gotten better yeah. over the past six months or whatever it's been. Like they've just yeah. gotten worse, and they put up less of a fight against the Chiefs this time than they did in the playoffs, where at least they were up big at one point. Yeah. Mm. And I just yeah. think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it's the first game of the season. First game of the season, there's less cohesion on that team than there is amongst the Chiefs. But still, like, I just don't think that their team got better, and it's all due to moves he made as GM. Yeah,
4: I think I'm gonna yeah. call it like the the Russell Wilson effect, where you you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson in the Seahawks, where. He's so good that you kind of just like don't add pieces. Like the Seahawks have never had an offensive line, but because Russell Wilson <laughs> is so good, they don't really need to do one. It'd be great <laughs> if they did do one, but I think with Deshaun Watson's that he's like such a playmaker, is that they're like, well, we'll just trade everyone else away and we'll just we won't have to worry about paying anybody because now we just yeah. have Deshaun Watson and we'll be good yeah. outside of that. But
0: yeah. I mean, they're as nice. a young yeah, quarterback, yeah. it probably yeah.
4: is not a good move, and yeah. Bill O'Brien should have lost his job the second he traded away Hopkins. Yeah. For but a second but you've got, you got, a, yeah. you Although, got
3: a nice, shiny second-round pick now that you can yeah. – yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I will admit,
4: I will admit, David Johnson didn't look terrible. Yeah. No, he looked yeah, good. Yeah, he was good. So yeah. Yeah. he – it wasn't – it's not like – he didn't look like a, a top three running back in the league, but he definitely didn't look like the washed-up guy he was before. We'll see if he can do it for 16 weeks, but yeah. Yeah. probably yeah. will not amount to anything.
0: Yeah, but Nuke didn't look bad in Arizona either, so, like, it's a wash. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. If that.
4: Nuke is incredible. Jared, do you want to spotlight Gardner Minshew real
2: quick before we move on? I really do. Uh, (laughs) Wyatt has been attacking me since I made the Gardner Minshew Dark Horse MVP pick. And, I mean, I'm sure... He, he didn't know what I know, obviously. Uh, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> Gardner Minshew leads the league in completion percentage right now yeah, and led the Jaguars to a win. Yeah. Led the Jaguars <laughs> to, to a one win. Game. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns, Wyatt. I'm just saying Gardner Minshew and Josh Allen, mine and Aiden's Dark Horse MVP picks looked good, while Deshaun Watson faltered a little bit. Uh, Drew Locke, I, I didn't see what he, what he finished with, but I saw he only scored 14, so mm-hmm. it wasn't.
1: Yeah, he wasn't. Kid he wasn't, wasn't
3: looking was yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. gardner's not only leading the NFL in completion percentage; he'd be leading like high school leagues with it, You know, like a ninety-five percent. You guys, the fourth highest. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. Good for me I Gardner mean, that's just, Yeah, we're, we're. I'm just we're saying, like most
2: of us. Yeah. We have to actually. I'm like, legitimately not getting a carried away. We have to respect that Gardner Minshew is pretty good. I'm serious. He had a really good season last year. <clears throat> Very better than Kyler Murray's numbers in some respects. I'm just saying. Yeah. Do you think he's at
0: Leonard from who said that he's finally got a quarterback now? And then Tom Brady yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like
1: uh, oh we right doesn't about back. We write about the Buccaneers. Not look great. Mm-mm. Yeah, they didn't. Mm. Oh. Again, but again, but again.
3: yeah, no, I'm not ready to uh, to. Yeah, to, to, yeah <laughs> for be the bad. Buccaneers. But I am. I was, I was I very am. happy. For a 43 NFL. year old yeah.
4: quarterback, I am ready to to no. take the Buccaneers out of. Nah, they were never in mind. But if they were in your Super Bowl pick, if they're in your bracket anywhere. Take them out. They're I'm, ready to, I'm ready to make that call. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. They look Ooh. bad. They yeah. look bad. They I'm did look
3: bad, but. We'll see. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Moving on. <laughs> uh-huh. I yeah, just don't right. have yeah. words. <laughs> Moving on now. Um, obviously, the NBA playoffs have been going on for a few weeks here. Uh, just recently, um, the Raptors heat. I'm sorry. The Raptors Celtics series finished up with the Celtics winning in a dramatic game seven. So now we've got the Heat-Celtics happening, and does anybody know who won game one there?
1: Miami won game one
0: there, 117-114, but uh, let's reflect back on on the series (laughs) that got the Celtics to this point. Aiden, what were your takeaways from that series, and what are your expectations for these Eastern Conference Finals?
3: Yeah. So as far as takeaways from from Celtics Raptors, um, I mean, it was it was just a pretty grueling season. I mean, season. <laughs> it felt like a season. No, a pretty grueling series for both teams. You know, it, it went to obviously it went to the game seven. A lot of tight games. The Celtics, you know, obviously they won, but it wasn't particularly triumphant because I'm sure they feel like they could have closed it off a little earlier. Um, I mean, we, we thought the Celtics, I think most of us thought the Celtics were the better team from the jump, or at least in, in the matchup versus the Raptors. Um, it, it did take, take a while to prove. But um, in terms of one takeaway was that Kemba didn't really look great throughout it. Um, and that's like the fact that they were able to still beat the Raptors in seven with Kemba. Like um, I think Kemba was like 40% shooting, 42% shooting. Uh, so that's, that's kind of encouraging on the Celtics' front. Um, obviously, Jason Tatum is stepping up and, you know, um, Jalen Brown. But anyway, in terms of expectations for the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, it's hard to get to like pick against the Heat, um, especially since they've been <laughs> resting for a week at this point. Um, and the Celtics are just coming off like obviously a grueling series and also that the Heat are undefeated. Um, however, I am picking the Celtics in seven. Um, I made that pick before. Ew before the Heat lost, uh, before the Heat won game one. So I'm not, I'm not going to reevaluate mean I'm going to stay true to my word. Um, but I do think that the Celtics might have the, the key uh, to the Heat um, over the course of seven games that, you know, the, the Bucks lacked um, and that the Pacers lacked. I mean, the, the Heat have been living by the three ball, uh, the season and during the playoffs. They were, they were second in the league within three-point make percentage during the season. They're first so far in the playoffs. Duncan Robinson, you know, et cetera. They've been killing it. Um, and the Celtics were second in the league in three-point defense. And in the first two rounds of the, of the playoffs, the Sixers and Raptors shot 29%. And obviously, the Sixers aren't a great three-point shooting team. The Raptors are, are solid, but 29% is pretty awful. So this might be the Heat kind of meeting their match in terms of that. So I think that'll be uh, a very interesting kind of matchup to watch. Um, also, Gordon Hayward is... Apparently going to be back for at some point in the series, which will Jared be an guy. interesting. X Factor, Woo! exactly. Really Jared is hyped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared
3: is <laughs> over the moon. Um, apparently, yeah. his his wife is also due at the end of September, and he's said that he's gonna he's gonna leave for that uh, for the birth of, of of a child. So I don't know how that's gonna combine with with him coming back from an injury. Uh, but anyway, we might get Gordon Hayward for a game or two, which is is something to consider. And. Yeah, the, the season series, it's hard to actually take much away from because it was just three games. The Celtics took two of them. The Heat took the most recent... Well, the, the Heat have now taken the two most recent games.
0: <laughs> um, so
3: so it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. I am, I'm very convinced that it'll be a good series, though.
0: Yeah, imagine if yeah. everything goes to OT. I, yeah. I <laughs> it.
2: fun. yeah, they do feel like a lot more... Obviously, the Raptors and Celtics felt pretty evenly matched, too. But this series feels very evenly matched. Where, yeah, it's a toss-up. But I I agree, Aiden, I'm going with the Celtics as well. I like their core (laughs) better than Jimmy Butler and Iguodala and uh, Drogic. I I, I just like the Celtics better. (laughs) You know? So,
1: that's where I'm going. And I think in many ways it's a similar but not the same matchup to their matchup with the Raptors, in which Jimmy Butler is a great top tier player, but he's not like a bona fide superstar. And the Raptors also didn't have a bona fide superstar on their team. And they don't I have think, a
4: player that's like Jimmy Butler though.
1: That's fair. But so I think I think it'll be a more difficult series for them, but I still think the Celtics can eke it out just because that core of Tatum, Brown, Walker, maybe Hayward, is so strong. And I don't think uh I don't think Miami has as good of a core. I think Jimmy Butler can go off in games but I just don't think it's... I think that that core has shown that when it's not playing against a true superstar, it can just wear teams down and end up taking a series. I feel I
3: like I have to
4: difference... pick the
3: Heat.
0: Oh, go ahead, Wyatt.
4: I feel like I have to pick the Heat. after I've been beaten on the, the drum of <clears throat> Jimmy Butler as a star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been on his bandwagon. I'm on the Heat bandwagon this entire playoffs. Yeah, you have playoffs. Yeah. I picked them to beat the Bucks. I feel like I have to pick the Heat now, too. And I, and I do <laughs> I agree fascinated. that I think yeah. – <laughs> I honestly do really think that the Celtics are a great team. Um, they might be just too young, and honestly. I think that Jimmy Butler and the Heat are all kind of – they're catching fire at the right time. They have a good amount of veteran leadership with mixed with a lot of youth on that team. Tyler Hero, although he's not, of course, not as good as Jimmy Butler. Jalen Brown is good enough, I think, to go off for 20-plus you know, on any given night. And I think that just maybe the moments could get too big for a guy like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and I know that we can say that they took LeBron, I think, to Game Seven. I think that was his team, but yeah. it just might it they just might crumble a little bit here towards the end, especially if it goes into like a deep six, seven game series.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think a, a fun um, side kind of drama that I'll be watching is um, some executive <laughs> drama. You, you love some executive Ooh. drama. Um, Pat Riley and Danny Ainge oh, famously that's hate true. each other. Um, <laughs> as, 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 yeah, one of, one of the highlights, I think, of their interaction so far, or the my favorite, uh, was at some point after the decision, Danny Ainge was on some radio show and was, was criticizing LeBron. Um, and Pat Riley came out with a, a formal statement from the Heat. As you know, he President saying Danny Ainge needs to shut the f up and manage his own team. <laughs> he was the biggest whiner going when he was playing, and I know that because I coached against him. <laughs> I love Danny, that. Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge responded with, "I don't care about Pat Riley. Pat Riley. He can say whatever he wants. I don't want to. Me- I don't want to mess up his Armani suits and all that hair group. It would be way too expensive for me." <laughs> <laughs> so so cool. I hope we get a little That's bit of bickering, good. if possible, in the bubble. But I don't know from a, from a safe distance from a a six-foot distance.
4: (laughs) Right, from a (laughs) six-foot distance.
0: All right, now let's take a look at the other side of the bracket. Uh, The Clippers and Nuggets are, as we speak, playing their own Game 7. Obviously, the winner will go on to face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Lucas, what have your thoughts been on this current Clippers-Nuggets series?
1: I think, I mean, my biggest takeaway He's just watching the Nuggets over the last two series, their resilience and their their ability to battle back from 3-1 down. Like, honestly, in any series, now they're down 3-1. I might pick them to win it. But (laughs) (laughs) beyond that, I also think Jokic has been really impressive um, in the way Murray sort of led that team in the last series. I think Jokic has taken on the role and sort of reasserted himself as the number one option uh, for the Nuggets, especially in the past few games. I would like to think the Nuggets will win tonight. Um, that'll obviously be a day to take by the time this comes out. But I think... Um, I don't know. It's just there's something about the Clippers that doesn't feel convincing to me. And I know they played really well the second half of the series versus the Mavericks in the first half of the series um, so far against the Nuggets. But there's no real reason to think this. I just... They just feel off. And I think that they would lose to the Lakers. I, they just don't seem to be able to... Con- String together consistent enough results against good teams to be able to compete against the Lakers if they advance to the next round.
0: Something I read online I think puts it really well. Someone said that they they play as though they're like destined essentially to make the finals. Like they don't mm-hmm. seem to have <laughs> yeah. enough dog in them. Like how do you give up a 16 point lead and then a 19 mm-hmm. point lead in back to back games? It's yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's like it's like they expect that they're just gonna slide in at least to the Western Conference Finals, and then the Nuggets are actually trying. And we see that. Also, people are saying this is kind of uh, um, exposing Doc Rivers as maybe not the best coach. Because how also do you let that happen as the coach? As a coach, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Something is off about them, and I think it's they kind of just play with like a cockiness that they haven't earned yet. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's definitely true.
1: Like just because they have like a guy that won the finals last year, like if <laughs> like Kawhi might have earned the right to that like cockiness. That's even the right word, but he was on a different team last year when they won the finals. Like no one else on the Clippers has anywhere near that experience, and I think that's really good comparison Bart, or a really good analogy that like they're playing like they expect to be in the finals. Yeah.
3: Like they deserve it. Like, it's, like they you know, deserve like it. Just a given or something. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, regardless of who wins, though, I think the Lakers are going to be winning the next series. So I agree. I do think I agree. Lakers Nuggets is going to be a would be a really great series. Yeah, I, I agree, Lucas. I want the Nuggets to win.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Currently losing 38 29. So yeah. we'll
0: see. <laughs> well, they're on pace for a twenty two point comeback now. So Yeah, right exactly. exactly. Just gonna <laughs> increase it
3: by three each game. <laughs> they love a challenge, yeah I, yeah.
0: I
4: would just I would remove the clippers from any championship talk. They're yeah. too inconsistent and the chemistry is just not there. I love Kawhi probably not going to happen this year i I don't think it i think i mean they might be able to turn it up if they play the lakers team and go okay well now it's legit but i think the western conference finals is kind of a weird time for to finally turn on that playoff mode yeah yeah yeah. and i think that that they might lose to whoever if the clippers come out they might lose to whoever comes out of the east regardless i don't know if if the clippers made it that far if i would even bet on them at all
0: yeah, I was going to mention, yeah. if it's the Heat, I feel like the Heat are the polar opposite in terms of attitude. They yeah. play with so oh, much yeah. tenacity and just, like, so I much would, grittiness. Just I just would love, love that, though, to see
4: Marcus Morris and Patrick Beverly try to bark at Jimmy Butler. I run. would, too. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it I don't know.
1: Marcus I'll Morris is ready to
4: fight at any given moment. Like, oh from God. the moment he wakes up to <laughs> yeah, the moment yeah. he goes yeah, to yeah, bed, exactly. he's, he's ready to, to put him up, so... Yeah. You know, in some ways, respect, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. the yeah. the Clippers are, yeah. yeah.
3: And then Do- Doc Rivers will always just be like, "What? Oh, he didn't, Marcus doing something? <laughs> yeah. No, no, he would never, yeah." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, <God." laughs>
4: but I guess, what would it? I mean, would it damage
0: Kawhi's legacy at all if they don't win this year? Oh, absolutely. No, first year? I, think so? nah, I don't think so. Oh, okay, no, if if they lose this series, I guess is what I'm thinking. Yes. For him to leave the Raptors, they almost made it a series further, and he's getting exposed with it. Cause he had his choice of any team essentially, and yeah. then he's just—I don't know. I think it'd be pretty embarrassing. Okay, maybe not mm-hmm. legacy like level embarrassing, but I think it'd be pretty. What? Well, like, I, think, it'd be I think
4: it might be. It might be a legacy thing, and I think that. And I heard it on another uh, talk show that any talk of him being the the best player in the NBA right now would be null. Uh, they would they would remove mm-hmm. that. I think that it would okay. severely damage Doc Rivers' legacy. as one of the greatest coaches of all time. Even though he's Mm -hmm. definitely up there and wins, I think that, you know, obviously, like, a guy like Pop would be way higher ranked than him. And I think that they were kind of – they weren't close in my book, but I think that they were kind of like the two comparable ones in the NBA, like the two, like, legends. And I think you would just lose Doc Rivers and all that. And then Paul George, how do you think that would hurt his legacy or – does he have a legacy? I don't
0: yeah, like I Paul George has
3: much one. of a legacy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Honestly, though, like, if this becomes a trend of them losing, like, fairly early in the playoffs, I think it'll uh, kill – well, not kill Kawhi's legacy, hurt Kawhi's legacy seriously. Possibly kill Paul George's. But it is still the first season. I mean, like, I, and it's a weird season. I don't think it's going to seriously, going forward, if they, like, kind of turn it around, I don't think it's going to tarnish anything. I think the bigger concern is that this is a sign that, like, this team just is going to super gel in the future anyway, which is, um, I'm not convinced it's going to work.
0: But do you do you worry about Doc, though? I mean, he still wouldn't have mm-hmm. made the Western Conference Finals a single year as the Clippers.
3: I, I think, I think, I think Doc concerning. might, I think Doc's job, do you think jo- Doc's job is at risk if, if they lose
1: here? Hmm. I don't
3: think so, but it's definitely possible.
1: I don't it's, know, like, like, I think so. Yeah. He's never, like, he's yeah, had two yeah. different sets of superstars, and they've never, like, two different sets yeah. of, like, two main yeah. superstars. And they've never done well. And he's only won one title, the 08 with the Celtics, Mm -hmm. in which case he had, like, the first big three in NBA history when people just, like, couldn't compete with that. And And playoff Rondo. Yeah, and playoff Rondo. And playoff Rondo, Rondo. Rondo. yeah. So, like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I I think he is a really, really good coach. But aside from that one run, he hasn't been able to get it done in the postseason. And when you have Kawhi on your team... You should at least be making it to the conference finals.
3: And he's always just had such talented players on his team that it's just like yeah, it's hard to I don't know, it's hard to tell how good of a coach he actually is. If he's you know, I can't think of like a straight up bad Doc Rivers team in terms of like players. No, yeah. and I think that's so like I, a credit
1: to him too, though. like yeah, they, they, they always right. do perform. But.
4: I think he bought himself some time with last year's Clippers team, who didn't have a superstar. They traded, away, they traded away Tobias Harris. Uh, Tobias Harris, and they were like, oh well, we took Golden State to what was it, six? or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. Yeah. and then now we added Kawhi. so i think that um i think he kind of he bought himself at least a year off of yeah. last year's yeah. you know yeah team. i
2: mean especially i know you guys hate when i bring this up but like during a pandemic, everybody you know, like, is going through it, pandemic. Jared. no come on covid <laughs> pandemic and and like I've, his first year with this completely new core you don't fire him after that is it a completely yeah. new core i think Jared's or is it just right,
0: yeah. Kawhi and paul george
3: it's a that's a pretty new yeah. core. Yeah, that's that's new. Come also, on same like team, we talked about stars.
0: in the previous episode, like is there anybody better right now that you could replace him with? I don't yeah. know about that yeah. either. Yeah,
3: that's fair. <laughs> D'Antoni and Rivers are just gonna swap. <laughs> <Yes.
4: laughs> do match that would be interesting actually. I would, yeah. I would love to see that. But... Oh, I do. Did you guys see any of the James Harden's comments about the uh, about the Rockets about that how they're piece of way the piece of way?
1: Yeah, I saw that. And then
4: also D'Antoni has opted to not come back. Yeah. He decided on his own that he was not coming back. They didn't fire him. Good yeah, for him, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of executives <laughs> are tired. asking for Westbrook to be traded. They said that if, if he is tradable, they should move on from Westbrook already. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. The Rockets are an interesting team. I don't have any hot takes on them, but I think that they're going to be an
0: interesting team to watch here in this offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just got such a big contract. It'll be tough. Oh, yeah, It'll yeah be I don't impossible. think who will take
1: that off. Yeah, who? No who one one will.
0: Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell and Westbrook would be fun I'll say
1: that yeah yeah it would be fun would... but it would be fun in the similar way to like Harden and Westbrook being Westbrook fun. <laughs> 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 that's
2: yeah, I mean how many how many uh, Westbrook Harden games did you guys actually watch that's my question <laughs>
3: But like, no. if there were in the finals, <laughs> I would watch you know plenty of them. Yeah. Uh,
2: then I would but... say seven. No, I'm <laughs>
3: four probably.
2: Yeah, actually four. <laughs> in, the, in the opposite direction. <laughs> you know. but before we end the show, we have a couple. We you know that we have these sometimes ridiculous takes, sometimes like pretty sane takes, and a lot of times we <laughs> we we book them. We say we're going to book it. Um, so I have some. We have a lot that we can verify now. I'll just go through the list. Lucas. You were four and one on bookets since our last. Heck time yeah. We, we've looked at it. Ew. You're right about the 76ers <laughs> not representing the East in the finals, which you said, uh, I believe, pre pandemic. It was episode 14, and we're on episode 43. So oh, wow. Good. Not bad. Oh, you're far back, charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are very far <laughs> back. <though. laughs> Zion Williamson leading the Pelicans to the 8th spot. You were incorrect, obviously. He did not do that. Yes. Another one you yeah. predicted pre pandemic Philip Rivers going to the Colts. Good job on that one. Really. Um Damn. as well as Conn Kaepernick not being signed during the 2020 oh, offseason yeah. and Notre Dame playing in the ACC this year. It's so a four and one for you. Oh god. Nice. Uh, Wyatt Wyatt is not as smart as he thinks. Just, <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> Wyatt was 1 in 3. He didn't fare as well. What I, I'll give him 1 and 2. The Bucks didn't win 70 games this season, but that's because of the <laughs> pandemic, obviously. so i'll say one and two but uh he also said that the blazers would miss the playoffs which that was obviously close. they made that was close on that. the kings did not reach 500 winning percentage and honestly it's not covid related uh-huh. they would they wouldn't have got it <laughs> either way let's be honest you also interestingly said that the pelicans were going to miss the playoffs and that the grizzlies would keep on to it which obviously the pelicans
0: missed the playoffs. or um the grizzlies did too
2: that are the pelicans oh no the pelicans did miss the playoffs so you're right. I'm sorry, Wyatt. Uh, you are. So you are two and one. I'll give you two and one.
1: Okay, winning record. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Um, I hope we're not sorting by win percentage. We know, we I'm, are I'm not. Concerned. It's just it's oh, random. Cool. No, Aiden,
2: Aiden's winning percentage is 1,000. He's three 0 he was 3-0. Oh. The Kings did not break. The Oh, uh, fuck it. Better
3: 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. 100%, yeah you're right.
2: <laughs> The MLB played the 2020 season, which Aiden predicted, and the Pelicans didn't make the playoffs, which Aiden really.
3: Also predicted. I predicted that. I really thought they were going to make. The
2: that you predicted it in episode 32, though, not okay, 13, okay, like everybody else. Lol. So, <laughs> I I guess had. I think I was more favorable to myself in terms of what I considered a book hit because I was six and two.
1: <laughs> Someone take the control away from me. Uh,
4: I'm looking at one right now that I'm gonna I'm gonna come back on when you get to it. Six and okay, two. I,
2: the Bucks. I said the Bucs will not win 70 games this season, which they didn't. I, I, I'll take that one away. Five
1: and Yeah, two. yeah, They, they literally two. could not have, even if they
2: wanted. 76ers. <laughs> I said impossible. the 76ers will not represent the East in the finals. <laughs> I, I said I said Zion would lead the Pelicans to the playoffs, which was wrong. I also said the Blazers were going to miss the playoffs, which was wrong. Um... XFL will go out of business. Episode eighteen. They're in correct. business. They're in yeah. business. They're back in business. They're back they in there? business. Yeah. Yes, they are. Right. The Rock the
0: owns Rock. them. No, but, but the they did Rock. also go out of business though. Like, did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, yeah, went, yeah. Bankrupt. they went bankrupt at one point. Yeah, they Wait, did. wait yeah. what was
2: the,
3: Jared? What was the phrasing? Let's hear it. Yes, it's boring. I said.
0: I I don't know. I, what I've written down <laughs> is
2: XFL will go out of business. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, that's what, true. That's true. Phrasing. They did. They're gonna from
3: your point in time. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. MLB will play 2020 season. Cog Koppnick didn't get signed, and Notre Dame playing the ACC again. Bart, you did well as well. 3-1. The 76ers, you said the 76ers <laughs> won't represent the East in the Finals. We were all in agreement on that. Obviously. But you did think the Blazers were going to miss the playoffs, which obviously they made. Uh, your hot take that Joe Burrow will be the week one starter for the Bengals was correct. <laughs> was that even that <laughs> <And a take? laughs> hot take? It's not hot. And then the Pelicans missed the playoffs, which you, were, you correctly predicted. Wow. So, um, yeah. I, overall, we did pretty well, actually. We need yeah. to make
0: more of these. I'm underwhelmed by the quantity. Personally, no. Well, no. There, we have I, a lot. There's I, there's a lot yeah. of buckets
2: I've not been verified funny. Our, our buckets are like <laughs> ten years
0: down the road. I feel like. I feel
4: like
2: yeah, I'm a, a lot of them, lot of them where
4: it's like, oh, we'll come back to that way later. Yeah. So.
3: We'll remember, we're, Jared. What was my? Do we're,
4: you do myself. you know what my final record was on my week one picks from? May. Oh
2: yeah, good good question. Wyatt, so Wyatt made week one picks for the NFL back in May, so before a lot of free agency moves, you ended up going nine and seven.
4: Hey, that's a win. Yeah. That's a playoff you know, team. Man. Uh, That's a wild with, card with spot. expanded records
0: or a team mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Exactly. The,
4: uh, the Eagles made it last year. They won the division at nine and seven. So I'm a division winner. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh god. Yeah. Well. Well. Congrats, Wyatt. We're we're so happy for you. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's an exciting moment. Um, but anyway, thank you everybody for listening to us. Um, yeah, c- keep listening. Uh, we're on all the platforms now. Uh, follow us, You Thought Sports on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. We're on YouTube now, TikTok. Yeah, no, no not TikTok yet. <laughs> so, soon enough. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week. Let us know on Twitter. In the meantime, uh, what, what you thought of our takes and how trash they are, and um, how you think Jer- uh, <laughs> Wyatt will do in uh, Week Two picks. I'm um, going mean, I'm gonna say. I don't know, 1 in 15 or so. I think you going progress a little. <laughs> Do you want to um, book that? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um Hides, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say 7 and 9. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. And yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>